0: Hey there, welcome to the Lurk Lounge, the pod where we discuss the real on all things business and entrepreneur related. I'm Summer Burnley, attorney, business strategist, entrepreneur, lover of Grey's Anatomy, sipper of matcha tea, believer in Christ, and ethnic food enthusiast. I invite you to eavesdrop on the lessons and conversations inside the Lurk Lounge. welcome and thank you again for joining me here in the lurk lounge i have a very classy and savvy guest here today who i cannot wait to introduce you to but before we get into that you know the drill so i have to give you the disclaimer this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only nothing should be taken as legal advice you listening to this does not make me your attorney. Laws vary, your situation varies. So the law may not work for your specific situation and what I say here, if anything. So seek an attorney in your area to discuss your individual legal situations. Now that that's out the way, you know we have to start with the biz t, the business tip of the day. So today's biz tea, business tip of the day, was really inspired by my coaching clients. So some of you may not know this, but as part of um, the firm, I also coach entrepreneurs in designing their business for scale and efficiency. My My jam, guys, is like, helping entrepreneurs operate businesses that bring them more freedom. And I'm often asked, what's the first thing that I should do for my business? And while most entrepreneurs are surprised by my answer, because they're expecting me to say something like hire an attorney or have a business plan or go get an LLC, sis, like the most important advice that I can give you should actually come into play before you do any of those things. So, my advice and my best tea for you as to the first thing that you should do for your business is to get clear and define your business identity. Now, we all know people who are, you know, not sure of themselves and we know how confusing and lost those people who don't know themselves are. And the same applies for your business. So my advice is to get very specific about the why, the who and the how for your business. And that's the first thing you should do. And for those of you who say that, you know, my business is for everyone because it can help everyone. I challenge you to think about who you want to help, not who you can help, but who you want to help and who of those people bring you joy because this is your business. Now you get to choose. Because if you're speaking to everyone and if you're selling to everyone, many people do not know that you're their person because you're not actually speaking to them and drawing them in. So get very clear, guys. And that's my this tea for the day. Now, I could go on a tangent and speak about that for the next hour. But what I really want to do is to bring on the lovely Brandy. Now, let me tell you about Brandy. I'm going to read you her beautiful professional bio. So Brandy is the CEO and savvy of Savvy Clover Coaching and Consulting, and she's a business and leadership coach. She has over a decade worth of business management and leadership experience. Brandy runs a successful online business, helping her clients to own their role as a bold and confident CEO so that they can build the multi-six and seven-figure businesses they desire. Brandy empowers her clients to build strong and thriving businesses by looking at their business holistically using six pillars of business excellence. Welcome to the Lurk Lounge, Brandy. Now, I know I just read this beautiful buttoned-up version of you, but share with the Lurkers the real deal of who you are, who you serve, and why.
1: So, I just love you. This is awesome. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me here today. I'm looking forward to speaking with you. But yeah, just to add to that, I really help solopreneurs to be able to own their CEO mindset and learn the CEO business and leadership skills. So that way they can really have a strong and thriving business because the CEO skill set, what I always say is the million dollar skill set. And you can have all the marketing, you know, all the sales and, you know, just feel like that you're just killing it. But if you're not really managing your business holistically, if you're not looking at things from a high level, if you're not really managing your business appropriately, leading your team appropriately, hiring effectively, then you are not going to be able to have a thriving business. So I'm very passionate about that um, because I've been in the role (laughs) with different clients and our clients and everything else too and so I just think that it just gets put to the wayside when it comes to um a lot of things that we see in the in the online space specifically
0: yeah and so like even like I'm just gonna jump right in so even like speaking on that you um are getting ready to to launch a mastermind the savvy foundation CEO soon right yes okay like tell us a little bit um like about that and what that entails. And do you use those six pillars of business excellence, like as part of that model as well? So d- give us the tea on that.
1: Yes, I do. I do. So that is part of the, the program. It's one step of the program, actually. So where we really look at managing your business from a holistic perspective with using those six pillars. So the six pillars are your marketing, your financial, your operations, your client experience, team, you know, in regards to team building, and then you as the CEO. But it's one section of my Savvy C blueprint that I use to really transition solopreneurs into being really that bold and confident. And I always say, Savvy CEO. So
0: awesome. And what would you say in, in, owning your savviness, um, has been like the biggest hurdle that you've encountered in your business. And then how'd you slay it?
1: I would say the biggest thing that I've had to really tackle in my business is just getting fear out of the way to go Mm. after what I want. Um, you know, as you know, you compare yourself to a lot of different people in the marketplace and, you see people who are bringing in all this money and revenue and just seem like that they're just killing it. And so I've had to really, you know, sit down and kind of check myself uh, just from a comparison syndrome that I've suffered from and just really seeing um, I'm not as further or not as far as what they are, especially because of my background, because I have such a strong business management and leadership background in my mind, I should just be like, killing it all day, you know, every day. And so I put a lot of expectation on myself when it comes to that. But really, um, you know, I've had to just chill out, realize that this is a journey. It takes time, you know, being patient. Um, You know, my skill set is my skill set. It doesn't mean that it's not a good skill set. I'm thankful for it every single day because I know most entrepreneurs can't say that they have business management and leadership experience. They know what mm-hmm. it's like to hire. They know what it's like to manage financials. They know what it's like, you know, from marketing. You know, when things aren't working, what to tweak. Um, so I'm very blessed from that perspective. But it doesn't change all the stuff and all the really all the crap that can come up when you're trying to build, um, especially you know a seven figure or multi six seven figure business. So yeah, it can be, it can be challenging.
0: Yes, definitely, and. You know, one of the things that I experienced when I was working with someone else and I was doing manage- business management, and you can tell me if you have experienced this as well, but I was really young, like when I took the um, position, and almost all of the employees that I were, was over in managing were 15, 25 plus years older than me. And although it was not, um, like outwardly stated, it was very much the, this energy of like, who does this young black girl think she is and telling me how, you know, this is supposed to be run or that I should manage my department or trying to give me suggestions. Like, what does she know? Have you ever experienced anything like that while working for somebody else?
1: Oh girl. Yes. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. I have so many stories, so many stories, you know, being not only that, but being like the token, you know, black girl, you know, at the table Yep. and being the youngest, you know, I've experienced yeah. that being the youngest, being the only black you won, you know, being like, looked anytime I had an opinion looked at, like, you don't even know, you don't even know,
0: you know yeah. what you're talking
1: about what what do you mean to really having to prove myself that I deserve to be at this table I deserve to be promoted I deserve to um you know have my voice heard and having to overcome all of that so yes I mean and it came from not only those who reported to me because the same thing where they had a boatload of experience and now they're reporting to me Mm-hmm. You know, and just the, you know, you look like you're in high school, you know, did you even graduate yes. college, you know, and I'm Wait, like, when did you get your degree in again? Yeah, did you go to business school? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, how did you get this job? You know, and it's just like, wow, you know, I can't believe that you're even saying these things Yes, to really even being part of a senior management team that they're even saying, you know, things like, well, maybe you should hold off on that director role, or maybe you should hold off Mm. on, you know, applying for that position or, you know, you haven't been here, you know, X amount of years. Are you sure you're ready for that next step? Just always just making you question and wonder about. Am I really ready? And so eventually what I had to do, and I'm sure knowing you, like you probably did the same thing. Um, you know, you have to just put it to the side and just go after what you want and just realize that you do have the experience. You are capable. You can do it. Um, and so that's really what I've had to do, you know, in my yeah. career and even with, yeah. with my business. So
0: yeah. Okay. So, you know, what's interesting is, I did not choose the business management life. It chose me. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, I went to, of course I went to law school. I've known, you know, since I was in middle school, I wanted to be an attorney and basically made every decision to make sure that could happen for me. Um, but as you know me, and it's like, I'm always trying to find like a different path and like a different, uh, niche. Like guys, Brandy and I are friends in real life. Okay. so. Yes. Let's, let's educate Let me just say right that. Yes. 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 So when I say she knows, she knows. Yeah. Um, but it's like I'm always trying to figure out ways, you know, like to separate myself. And I knew I wanted to have my own um, firm, and I knew it needed to be geared towards entrepreneurs. But at the time, low key, I was really playing small. Um, but I had a certificate in family law. I'd been working in our family law clinic. I was volunteering with, um, nonprofits doing, uh, the family law work. And I was like, okay, well, intentionally I'm going to seek out other entrepreneurs and startups so that they can pay me to learn (laughs) instead of, you know, having to take out loans to like go back to school again and all the legal work that I'm going to do, I'm going to do it pro bono and I'm going to do it like on the side. And so after working for this entrepreneur for a couple of years, he, um, I basically was like, he told me from the very beginning, like, okay, I'm going to groom you to do things because I have like really big goals and dreams for my businesses. And when I first started, it was me, him, his wife, and two other employees. After two years of working there, he basically took me to dinner and was like, I'm handing you my business on a platter and I want you to manage it and run it and I'm going to go off and continue to do my entrepreneur dig and like start other stuff. Now at this time, this company had grown from our one little office and in two years we had seven locations in two states and we're getting ready to open up another um, business and another location in the same one. And I remember, like, looking at him, like, I, like, I was thinking, like, is he serious? Like, is he for real? <laughs>
1: <laughs> he lost and, his mind. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I was like, um, what? You know, and he's like, you don't, you know, you don't look happy about this. And I remember thinking, I was like, you're asking me to be you. And he, like, sat back and chuckled and was like, what's so wrong with that? You know? and i'm thinking to myself you know what do i know what experience do i have and i was actually just talking to my mother-in-law about this earlier i did not realize that it was a skill to be able to look at a business not only from the the short view but also the long view and to be able to see all the processes the systems all the things that need to be in place to make Various things in the business happen, not just from one area, but the entire spectrum of a business, whether it be marketing and advertising, operations, or the customer journey. And then also being able to say, this may be an issue. Here's a suggestion to tweak that. But then also being able to implement that efficiently and effectively so that the business continues to make money. And I didn't realize that. That was a skill that not only was profitable that a lot of people didn't have, but was also needed to run a business. I was just being me. I was just coming in, getting stuff done, figuring stuff out, making it happen because I'm at work. That's what I'm here to do. That's what you pay me for. Like you don't pay me to come in here and sit down. Like no. And I was always like taking the initiative to do those things and I didn't have any training. If you're listening, I love you, but he knows. Um, I didn't have any training as for like from the day I started in the business, like from day one. And it basically was like, okay, here go the keys to this beautiful, shiny Porsche. Now take it for a ride. And it's a stick shift. And you're like, well, I guess I'm gonna have to figure this out because this business is not losing money on my watch. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, so it was interesting. Um, To have to be thrown into that situation, not even really realizing that I was meant to thrive. You know? Um, and I think that's been very helpful for me in being successful in my business, but also being able to teach other people how to pinpoint and see those things and execute it for themselves. So when you were talking to, um, your clients, what are like some of the the biggest holes or some of of the biggest gaps you see that they have in their business?
1: Um, I would say that they only concentrate on one or two pillars so mm-hmm. to your point you know it is it's a skill set and at the same time like it takes the drive to to implement it and it takes the you know the want to to actually realize like Oh, there's a problem here. Let me go fix it. Um, yeah. But really, I think a lot of times like uh, there was a client that I had. She Her marketing was on point, you know, so getting clients was not an issue for her. Mm-hmm. However, her client experience wasn't on point. Her operational mm-hmm. systems like there was a lot. Of, so every time she would sit down, she felt like chaos, you know, mm-hmm. overwhelmed mm-hmm. and just things didn't make sense. And so although the clients were coming, you know, that wasn't, you know, and the opportunity to make money was there, but everything else wasn't lined up. The other thing too was financial. So, you know, she didn't understand from a financial perspective where her money needed to go, how she needed to spend it, you know, the difference between revenue and profit because, Mm. you know, just because money is coming in the door doesn't necessarily mean that your business is actually healthy, you know? And so even with some of the, Businesses that I've had to manage, millions of dollars coming in all the yep. time. You know, month yep. after month. Yep. But the the systems and processes aren't in place. The team isn't happens happy, so your turnover is crazy. You know, it's like a revolving door. Yeah. You know, the customer journey. You know, that's like a hot mess. So you're getting slammed on Google. You know, mm-hmm. so people don't want to come to you. Hero. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really it's real, and I think too, what happens is when we start a business. It's because we have an idea or because we, you know, we stumble across the fact that we're good at something. We have a passion. Yes. And then once things start to happen, that business becomes more and you need to educate yourself more. You need to have to understand it more.
0: And it's just
1: not the simple thing of saying like, oh, I have a business, you know, I have a brand. No, it becomes like this is a responsibility that you really need to take care of. If yeah. you're serious about your business. If you're and, serious about it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, I think what's interesting though, Summer, just what you said it, in your story is that someone else saw how fantastic you are and willing to, you know, I'm going to give you the keys to, to my business. And the fact that you were even questioning, um, you know, am I ready for this? Am I ready for this? And then just yeah. how. And then just how you stepping into that position has set you up for your business, you know, to mm-hmm. be able to run your business effectively. And now you're able to take that on with your clients. So I just think it's, you know, it's it's interesting how things develop and how you don't really realize, you know, how you're really being set up for success for, you know, for the future because of one certain
0: thing. Oh my gosh, Brandy, you're going to make me go deep because <laughs> you already know I'm a believer and I am 100% a believer that everything happens for a reason and people are at their appointed place and their appointed time. And I do not think by, um, any means that it is a coincidence that I was with this man. And I will, I'm just going to put this out there because I know, um, you know, there, there's, a, there's a lot between the intersectionality of Black women and business. This was a Jewish man that I worked for, wow. okay? Jew, Jewish white man, okay? Um, and I, from the very beginning, I don't know what it was, but from the very beginning, I mean, on the day I did the interview, there was something that he saw in me whatever it was that he was like oh no i got you like whatever it is this man did not know me from adam did not know me from eve and i know that my passionate my my purpose i am passionate about my purpose but i know that the purpose is a lot bigger than i am it's a lot a, a lot grander than i am and sometimes the Lord is working on our behalf and moving things around and positioning you in places that you don't even know why you're there until five years later exactly, or, yeah. or beyond, you know, and like to touch on what you were touching on. One of the reasons I decided, um, and you know, because of like how we know, you, I was like against being a coach. Cause I was like, I, I'm, this is not why I'm here. Like I am not a coach, not realizing I really have been coaching people my entire life. <laughs> That's just not what we called it. Right. Um, but one of the reasons I started um, owning that and in the firm was because people would come and entrepreneurs would be like, Oh, I need an LLC. Or, and I'm like, okay, well then what? What's your, what's, what's your plan? What's your, what's your next step? And um, I like to look at my entrepreneurs businesses I like how you use the word holistically, right? You have to look at it like in a totality. It's like, I am not doing you a service by just saying, oh, here's your LLC and leave. I get some attorneys are like that and their purpose is not my purpose. So that is completely okay. But you may be good at, you know, making jewelry, Mm -hmm. but you don't know how to run a business. And if I let you leave without at least letting you know that you have access to information that can set you up for scale and success, whatever that looks like to you, whether it's a six figure business, a seven figure business or a $50,000 business, whatever that looks like for you, I am doing you a disservice and not telling you. Yeah. And I don't think, you know, people really understand. And I, I get this from my clients all the time and I'm sure you do, but we talk about some of these things and it's like, Oh, I had no idea that I needed to do that. Or, you know, I, I, I knew of this and I heard of this, but I had no idea how to, how to make it happen. Right? Do you get those kind of things from, from your clients?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I do. I do. And I, I always equate it to the fact when you're in it, sometimes it's really hard to see from that next step compared to when you're looking mm-hmm. at things from an objective standpoint, you know, you're, you don't have the same emotions. You don't have the same fears. It's easier for you to see exactly what that next step is. Yeah. Um, I think from an experience standpoint, if you're talking to somebody who doesn't necessarily have that same business management and leadership background that we have, then it makes it 10 times harder, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. you're literally looking at something that might as well be, you know, a foreign language written down and you're trying to navigate it or to look at it. Um and you don't understand it. You know, so you might understand simple things, you know. So like for me, I'll take Spanish as an example. I just yeah. got back from Mexico. So Ooh. where everyone Look like she and- had a blast
0: too guys. <laughs> yes,
1: I <did>. I'm jealous. <laughs> CEO break. CEO break. I'm gonna set a plug in for CEO break. <laughs> but, not like the, the, um, people there would say, you know, hola. Well, I know that was hello. And Mm -hmm. then they would go on, you know, after Ola, and I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, like, what are you talking about? And so really, (laughs) you know, I think that's really honestly how, when you need to get with a coach or when you need to work with somebody is that you understand the Ola, like you understand the hype. Yeah. But then once you start to get deeper into, you know, what the next steps are or what needs to happen next, then you're completely like, I don't even know. Like, I don't. Yeah. Compared to working with somebody who's already had that, you know, already had that experience. So I love the fact that you are standing in your purpose because I truly do believe that we're giving our skill, that we're given our skill sets for a reason. We're given our experience Mm. for a reason. Mm -hmm. And you were right. Mm -hmm. You know, God gave you that experience for a reason. He gave me my business management for experience for a reason too. And it's really just to help people who have their purposes, you know, who have their passions who are supposed to do something bigger in the world to really be able to put it out there and for it to make sense and for it to be here for the long term, so often we get stuck in the short term, yeah, that we don't think about the long term we don't think about the next step, we don't think about what plan we need to have place. we think about, oh, let me just go ahead and get my lLC yeah, i don't know what's going to come after that, so yes. I love the fact that
0: you help with that you know i um I, okay, I could talk on this forever, but I want to brag you a little bit and I want to do a little bit of a pivot. Okay. So in October 2020, you had an article in the very popular Pop Sugar. And let me take a second. So the CEO break is what made me thought about this. Okay. So Brandy had an article. She wrote an article for Pop Sugar and it was in their family and life section. And you were discussing how, um, raising a strong black and confident son in today's society. And let me find, let me find my quote. So the very first line sound like something out of a dope song. Okay. (laughs) It says, I always tell my son, I may not pee standing up, but I can teach you how to go after more. And I remember reading that and I was like, let me find out Brandy got some bars. (laughs) So like you are a mom and you're a wife and you are running like a business that sometimes people don't even realize is draining because you're working with other people to build their business. And you were like just mentioning the CEO break. So like, how do you balance between business and family and business and self-care?
1: Um, I, the self-awareness piece, because when I first started my business, it was my family that was like, look. If I hear one more thing about Savvy Clover, (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to hear anything else about Savvy Clover. My son, you know, he plays basketball. He was like, mom, if I look over and I see you looking down at your phone one more time while I'm like, you know, I don't care if I'm on the bench because I was like, well, you're on the bench. You're not even playing. Yeah. He's like, I don't care. I don't care. So really, it was my family that started to make Mm. it to give me that awareness. Like something's off. My balance is off. And the reason why I started my business is because I wanted to own my days. I wanted to own my time. You know, there was a, a, you know, I was in an upper, upper management role. Yes. And it was just time sucking and it was took me away from my family. So my family is the ones who really helps me keep me in check. Yeah. Um, but the other thing too is just I realize when I'm sitting down at my desk when it's time for me to take a break, you know, where mm-hmm. I'm starting to lag on some of the things that I need to do. you know, there's due dates because I have a team who you know looks to me for you know different things. And so if that's lagging, then it's like, you know what, it's time for a CEO break. So whether if it's me going on vacation or if it's yeah. me just taking days away, um, you know, I do that. And I think just having that self-awareness, you can feel when you're at that burnout state, you can feel when you are really at that point where you need to just let it go and just regroup, you know? And I think yeah. really at the end of um, quarantine, I really felt that. And I didn't even realize how much I felt it. And it wasn't until we went to Antigua earlier this year, and my significant other surprised me with the trip because he saw it. Yeah, I still at that point didn't see it. And so when I went, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so amazing. I didn't even yeah. realize how much I needed this. And so when we got back, I was like, we're going to be calling the CEO breaks. You know, that's what yeah. this is, the CEO breaks. And so that's really what my team calls it. Um, you know, while I was away, I was getting emails, you know, from um, so the one of the team members who helps me with um, social media. And so she said, I hope your CEO break is going well. You know, not even vacation. It was just, yeah. I hope your CEO break's going well. But it's important for you to take time away, for you to have that self awareness. And I think, um, especially when you're trying to build a business. So,
0: yes, definitely. I'll tell you. Um, so, not only did I have this amazing skill set, I was almost limitless in it. I was working like 80 plus hours. A week and was doing it with ease and another skill it's a catch-22 skill um that I don't know if I'd say it's a skill per se but I noticed one of the things um for me is that I have a very high stress level like a lot of people have a high pain tolerance I have a very high stress level and I can literally like go 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 and I'm like just in the mood and it doesn't stress me out. Like by the time most people get to like eight, I'm just reaching one. And it served me well in my business. Um, Not in my business, but in the uh, company that I was working for until I ended up in the hospital. Mm -hmm. And it's like, all right, girl, you have to slow down. And it's so crazy because again, the Lord does not make mistakes. So at this time, I have to preface this with a story. So, when my husband and I closed on our house, it was a Friday. That Monday, knowing that we closed on our house, our boss was like, All right, I have to send you to our Milwaukee locations. I ended up being gone for six months straight. Six months straight. A lot of people thought that I moved to Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Wait a minute. So six
1: months straight, like in Milwaukee? I, I left like,
0: <laughs> No, six months straight. I left. Um, he told me that that Monday, he was gracious enough to have movers and stuff come pack up our place and to move us into our new home. And I was gone that Wednesday. So not even a week after we'd closed. And this was, uh, in January that November I was in the hospital. So I was gone for six months. I had came back for like six weeks and then was gone for like another two months. I basically lived in Milwaukee that time hotel living it up. Um, and I they kept trying to tell me I had um, like pancreatitis and they're like literally like three people, the doctor and two nurses came in the room like several different times, basically asking me, was I an alcoholic? Like every which a different way. And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> yes. And, you know, my husband's like, look, if y'all come in here one more time, like we didn't told y'all, like sh- she's not a drinker and she has not been drinking and yada, yada, yada. You're gonna make her leg, drink because you're they were going to make her. me. Yes. <laughs> And, but it was crazy because my levels were like 10 times higher than whatever they should have been. So they were like, there's no way this girl did not like go on a binge. I was in the hospital three days, just waiting for those levels to calm down. And I'm pretty sure the good Lord was like, you, boo, you need to just sit here because if you're not going to rest, I'm going to make you rest. And I'm still paying for those doctor bills three years later, two years a day. (laughs) Yeah,
1: no, but it's true. It's true. And that's what I'm saying. Like. You know, like you have to have the self-awareness because if you keep going, you know, then at some point your body's going to be like, no more, your body's going to shut down for you. So it's just having that self-awareness, but even, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts, like before that happened, did you have like little telltale signs that you were maybe getting to that point or no?
0: Um... They were, it was, they, there were telltale signs, but I didn't think of them that way. I thought it was okay. You know, I've been here in this environment, cramps. Well, it was, I mean, it was a nice hotel, but like, I've been living in this hotel. I'm away from my husband. Like, this is a different weather because I now stayed there through winter. Um, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, I I was thinking like all these other different things. And actually, now that I'm thinking about it, Brandy, what's funny is, I guess I did Mm -hmm. because I also went to the hospital. I didn't like not for like an overnight stay, but I actually went to the hospital while I was in Milwaukee. And it was like, I remember the lady telling me, you need to like, let go of some stress. And I'm like, but I ain't stressed, lady. What you talking about? (laughs) 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 Like, ain't no stress. (laughs) And clearly, completely cool. (laughs) Like, yeah. So like, apparently you know, there was, and I had to learn. And I don't know if you remember, it was like, I, I, even after I left the company, I left the company in August and started my firm in January. But, you know, I started working on it, of course, um, like after I left Mm -hmm. and because of the rate I was working, I, I literally did not have extra time to work on building a business. So it was like, if I'm going to choose the business, that means I cannot choose this job. Because with what I was doing, there was nobody above me but our boss who was not in the business because he's focused on other stuff. So you know what I'm saying? There's like nobody else who can do my job. There's nothing else at this point that I can delegate. So it's like you have to make a choice. Mm-hmm. And um I remember still in January, I mean, you remember I'm like, I'm still working 80 hours a week because I'm like, there's so much to get done and I have to do it all. And now I'm like the only person, and it's like Girl, you are running yourself crazy. Yeah. I mean,
1: <laughs> let me tell a story. Sorry, so, okay. you know, so, like me and Summer, you know, we know it because we're in the same mastermind. And just sitting there listening to you talk about, well, I'm working 80 hours a week. I work 16 hour days. And I'm sitting over thinking, like, how the hell is that even possible? You know, like, there are not, <laughs> you know, true story. That's literally telling you. Back down, back down. Like no, yeah. you maybe work 12 hours, Summer. How about 12 hours instead of 16? <laughs> Does that make sense? And I'm just thinking like, girl, you need to, I mean, six hours. So you need to work way down. Maybe, okay. so, so, I, mean, you know, I don't know. Four hours, take a break. I mean, <laughs> like, There's no way. I have the attention span. Just up there. And I mean, I get it. I'm very passionate about my business. But, whoa, goodness. Uh, But that just is a testament to your work ethic and your desire. True story.
0: (laughs) True story. I kid you not, if my husband was here, I would make him come in and at least tell you guys some stories about how I would be on the phone with our owner at 11 o'clock at night because he's busy and I'm busy and that's when we have time to chat. Like, legit. And, you know, and uh, running a multiple... High end six figure and seven figure business, like new levels, new devils. Okay. And for those of you who may or may not personally know people who have reached that level in their business, it's not for everybody. And some people come down and back down because if you are a person who likes to be active in the business, you have to be active, like running a multiple, um, high end six figure or a seven-figure business; those people are usually not like gone twenty-four-seven, right? They are usually like working in the business because you have so much at stake. As a, it's it's a lot easier to hand off, quote unquote, you know, like one hundred and fifty thousand dollars revenue business and step away and trust somebody else to run it, as opposed to all of the other many things that go into keeping running a seven-figure business. And I also just want to say this for those of you out there, because I know there are a lot of coaches and, you know, I don't believe in fake business profits, but there are a lot of coaches who are like, oh, I can teach you to run this six-figure business or the seven-figure business. And I'm going to tell you, unless they are coaching you one-on-one, they ain't going to teach you how to do it. And I also just want to pinpoint and say, just because you run a seven-figure business does not mean that you are taking home Seven figures or even six figures because you have to continue to pay for and you know and invest in that business. Like, there were times, and because of course I'm doing all the things, I also got to see payroll and do bonuses, commissions for our entire company, all that type of stuff. There were times our owner, for almost a year, didn't pay himself from his business. Now, he's a serial entrepreneur, he was not hurting for money at all. Like, he could do that because he was able to, like, he has investments. like everywhere. He's running several different businesses. Right. But most people are not doing that. And people don't want to tell you the real. And like, I know Brandy's shaking her head, but I'm just going, I'm just putting that out there because you know, we talk about the real on the Lurk Lounge and these are the conversations that our girlfriends would be having. So I'm letting you in on the real so that you know, but that is all it means people. And on that note, we are going to switch to the quick fire portion of the show. Okay, Brandy. So during this portion, I'm going to ask you four to five, depending on what I come up with, um, questions that you are just going to answer really quickly. And I'm going to try not to follow up with them um, and create a whole nother hour conversation around them. But we're going to do that. And then for those of you listening, I think Brandy may also have a surprise. So let's go ahead and get started with the first question. Speaking of success, how do you determine success in your business?
1: I look at success in my business if I am happy with the stage that I'm at, if I'm comfortable with the stage that I'm at, if the team that, you know, the team that I have, if they're happy and I'm able to take my CEO breaks and I have a plan in place for where I'm going to be in the next, you know, quarter, you know, right now we're talking about 2021 so I'm in a good place because I feel like things make sense and I know where we're headed. So yeah.
0: Okay. And what's the best investment you've made in your business?
1: Business coaching.
0: Mm. Yes. What advice do you have for those that are having a hard time delegating in their business? Learn how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Truth. That's all we talk is truth. Okay. <laughs> um okay my last question is what does freedom look like for you you know what no i'm gonna change that so we talked about pop sugar earlier and you guys go check out this article because it was the bomb now in the article you mentioned um like wanting to show for your son what it means to be a strong black woman. And, you know, there are a whole bunch of stereotypes about what it means to be a strong black woman. So how do you show up as a strong black woman in your business?
1: I own it. I own my CEO role is what I do. I mean, hands down, I just own my CEO role. Yeah, that's what I do. I love it.
0: After. I love it. Love it. OK, so talk to us about this special gift you got.
1: Yes, yes. So I have for the audience, the business health checklist. And it is specifically to help you to look at your business holistically. So there are 16 CEO business activities that you need to do in order to move your business forward. There are also some lists of business activities that you can delegate.
0: So Mm. if you're having a
1: hard time delegating, then that's definitely what you'll want to download. So everyone who has Downloaded it. I've gotten a lot of great feedback for it. Um, yeah, so it's just a simple way for you to be able to move your business
0: forward and
1: look at awesome. the business. Owners.
0: And how do they get the checklist and how do they find you?
1: So you can go to www.savvy, F-A-V-V-Y, Clover, dot forward slash links to get the, the checklist. And you can definitely find me on Instagram at Savvy Clover Coaching. And you can find me on my website, www.savvyclover.com.
0: Awesome. Brandy, thank you so much for being here. This has been uh, so awesome. You will definitely have to come back uh, and join us so we can chat it up some more. Now.
1: It's so fun. So fun. Oh, my
0: gosh. Thank you. I am just so excited. Guys, I'm always so humbled when i um, Generally, like when people want to be on the podcast, but you know, there's this, there's this stigma and to some extent it's true that as black women, we don't like to support each other. And I'm here to tell you that that is not always the case. And if you are having trouble with finding people to support you, and if you're a woman of color, you're looking for other women of color to support you. I'm telling you, change up your network. Okay. Change up your network. Um, So thank you so much for being here, Brandy. Now, I always bring us in with a biz tea. What's one last gem you want to want to leave the lurkers with?
1: Oh, if you are sitting at your desk or in the car or wherever you're at and you always keep thinking that there has to be more than this, then that is because there is something more for you. So do Mm. not just settle for what your current situation is. You know, I definitely believe in going after more. I know that you are capable of going after more, especially if you have that whisper that's going on. So that would probably be my biggest business tip um, because it has everything to do with business and
0: life. Awesome. There you have it, guys. All right. Thank you so much for joining us, Brandy. This was awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. All right, Lurkers, that's it for this episode of The Lurk Lounge. Gems were dropped and lessons were plenty. Shout out to our sponsor, Burnley Law PLLC. Burnley Law helps entrepreneurs nationwide secure their U.S. federal trademark registration. For legal and business tips on how to protect and own the boss brand you're building, join the email list at burnleylaw.com. Until next time. I'm Summer Burnley and thank you for lurking.